1: The Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DBTPFL. It's Monday. It is March 30th, 2020. We're gonna talk Counter Strike Go, CS:GO today. Gonna talk just like general overall gameplay. Um, answer some questions. Just kind of you know give an overview of what CS:GO really is. Um, you know, if you've never played or if you've never watched it. Um, Honestly, I think it's one of the easier um, esports games to kind of follow along um, once you understand, you know, the money aspect of the game and you know which maps are CT sided and T sided. So, um, so I'm hoping that you know I'll be able to give you guys an introduction into CS:GO, um, and, and that way, when you're watching it or sweating it out, you'll have a better understanding. You'll you'll know what to look at, look for when you're kind of building teams and stuff here. So, you know, just going to kind of do all that. So, first off, hope everyone is doing good. um, Just, you know, always appreciate you guys listening each and every day. Um, You know, last week kind of just took a break from the podcast, um, focused on family stuff, you know, got homeschool going on now, just setting my daughter up for all that stuff. Been focusing a lot on learning a lot about League of Legends. Luckily, I know a lot about Counter-Strike Go. I haven't followed it competitively in the last few years, uh, but I know a lot of these top players. I know what to look for. Um, I've been playing Counter-Strike for a very long time. I played competitive for a very long time. So I played competitive Counter-Strike before it was cool um, and before you could win a lot of money. Um, so I do have some earnings at some LAN events and stuff like that um, in my career. So it's 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 always fun, right? So Um, you know, really excited to see Counter-Strike GO get added. I really do think that Counter-Strike GO DFS could be huge. Uh, Like I said, I I do think it's a little easier to follow along um, the information, a little bit easier to kind of go through. Uh, Talked about this in the article. Uh, We've talked about it a bunch. HLTV.org is a great place to look things up. A lot of the stats and stuff over there on HLTV. Um, is a great way to just, you know, research slates. Um, you know, we're working behind the scenes here to get things up to go. Um, you know, we're, we're working on projections and stuff like that to, you know, provide them to you guys. So uh, excited about all that stuff. So, you know, just going to start with, like, a quick overview here, um, you know, how Counter-Strike is played and stuff like that. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Discord or on Twitter. Um, and I'll do the best I can to answer any question that I can. So we're going to start out um, just talking, you know, overall gameplay of, um, you know, Counter-Strike. So what what we have here is, you know, Counter-Terrorist versus Terrorist. Um, you know, it's 15 rounds on each side, first to 16 wins. So technically it's 30. Technically you could play 30 rounds and then go to overtime. Um, but you know, if someone wins 16 to nothing, um, then the match is over. The game is over. Usually these are best of three matches. Um, so what happens is, you know, there's seven available maps for most leagues um, and tournaments, and each team will ban a map um, of, you know, and then a team, each team will pick a map, and then they'll ban two more. Each team will ban another map, and then the, the final map, the seventh map, will be the deciding matchup. Uh, the third map. So uh, that's how most leagues work. You know, we're playing a lot of uh, ESL, um, you know, CSGO right now, and that's how the ESL works. So, you know, you can kind of, you can go on on HLTV and you can kind of um, predict what map um, might teams ban. Like for instance, like the phase VP match just got over this morning. I was watching a lot of that match Um, and, and you knew going into it that, VP was likely going to remove Nuke. Nuke is a map that FaZe is known for. Um, They're one of the best teams in the world at Nuke. So you kind of knew that they were going to take Nuke off the table. Vertigo is VP's, probably their best map, um, and it's one of FaZe's weakest maps. So it was an easy kind of process to know which maps were going to get banned. Um, I was kind of shocked by FaZe picking Mirage. I did think that they would kind of take Dust2 instead of Mirage. Um, and then, you know, the Inferno was going to be the last map. Inferno is kind of a neutral map. Dust2 is kind of a neutral map too. Uh, a lot of aim based um, when you have those flat type of maps like Dust2 where it's very open. Um, you know, you get maps that are very technical uh, like Nuke and Vertigo. Um, I'd say Train is another map that is kind of technical, but is kind of open too. So, you know, knowing the maps, knowing which teams are good on each map, you can do that research. Luckily, um, you know, everyone's on the same playing field as far as, you know, going into the match, as far as the maps go, because we don't know before the match locks, um, you know, which maps these teams are gonna choose. It happens right before the game. So, luckily there's only seven and these teams practice these maps daily these are the best players in the world, so I'll be honest, you probably won't see too many matches on Vertigo. You'll probably see a lot of matches on Dust 2. Um, you'll see a lot of map matches on, like, Train and stuff like that, so um, you'll you'll get very familiar with the maps very fast, um, so I know I was going to do like a general overview. I think all this is going to be helpful for everyone, so I'm going to kind of go across the board. I have a list in front of me that I'm looking at. Um, So I'm going to make sure I try to touch base on everything that I possibly can to help you guys out. But um, yeah, just, you know, the maps are important, knowing, you know, which map is which, how these maps affect DFS. Um, So like, for instance, like, you know, generally, Train is a very CT sided map. They did a lot of changes from 1.6 to CS:GO um, to kind of try to neutralize it, but it's still kind of CT sided. Nuke is kind of CT sided, um, you know. So some of these maps, you're gonna see that the sides um, your team can be down. Um, you know, just for instance, like VP and Phase that match up today. Um, you know, we saw that Phase was kind of down. They didn't look great on T side on Mirage. Um, you know, it looked like VV was going to crush them and it was going to be a match three, but we see just how CT side of Mirage can be um, at, at times if you're playing them, playing it rights and you'll see that it's just not going to be like a set strategy where three guys are going to cover this bomb site and two guys are going to cover that bomb. set. they'll get very complex, um, you know, with how they cover these sites and, you know, every team is different on how they cover sites and play the angles. So, Um, it's really interesting when you're watching these matches to try to pick up on things like who's the opera, who's the lurker, who's the in-game caller, stuff like that. Um, You know, for instance, like FaZe, we see that Nico, um, he calls the strats. He's the in-game leader for this team, and he'll call a lot of the strats around his gameplay, and it works really well for this team um, when he is fragging and doing his job and being that, you know, star player on this team. This team is usually a team that's going to be tough to beat. So, um, you know, he's always a guy that's going to be very interesting. So, back to like the general overview of the game. Um, you know, like I said, you got a Counter Strike side, you got a ta- Terrorist side. You know, you got 15 rounds on each side. They choose um, which which side they're going to start on by a knife round. Um, so, you know, whoever wins the knife round will get to pick. And usually, you'll see teams pick the stronger side first. Sometimes they'll pick. The weaker side where they feel like they can, you know, maybe pick up five, six, seven rounds and then, you know, finish it off. So um, really, I think it's just all going to depend on which side they've been practicing more, which side they feel like they're better on. So, you know, obviously we'll see a trend, but again, you know, it's not stuff that's really going to affect us because we're all on the same level playing field when it comes to that stuff. So, CT side, T side, you start with a hundred bucks, you know, you get a pistol round, um, which is usually your first round on both sides. Uh, You can't buy any SMGs or rifles or anything like that. So, you know, you'll see teams buy smokes and flashes and stuff on this pistol round. Um, Counter terrorists sometimes will buy armor terrorists sometimes buy armor. You'll see, sometimes they'll buy kits on CT side um, to defuse a bomb. It just really depends on the team and how they want to play. So every team is different when it comes to this aspect. So, So, yeah, you know, when you're looking at it, you know, your original, like, first round, it's very important to win fist rounds. Um, You know, some maps you'll see teams buy, even if they lose the first round, if they get the bomb plant. Bomb plants, um, just so you guys know, like, general overview, if the terrorist side plants the bomb, it's $800 per player. Um, So, it's very important to plant the bomb, um, when, it, when you're close in money and on the pistol round, it's very important to plant the bomb. And on the CT side, it's very important not to let them plant the bomb. You're wanting to hurt their economy as much as possible. So, um, that, that's definitely very important to know. Um, you know, as far as like money goes, you know, obviously if you win the round, you get more money. If you kill someone, you get extra money. Um, if, you are on the terrorist side and you do not die before the end of the round Um, and your team loses, you do not get any money. So you'll see players with like 10 or 15 seconds to go in a round just kind of run out and die. If it's like a 4v1 or 3v1 or 5v1 situation and they don't have a gun, you'll watch them run out and die before the the time runs out because they – you know, don't want to get money screwed there. So, um, you know, you'll see a lot of that on the counter-terrorist side. You'll see a lot of times if it's like a 5v3 or 4v2 or 3v1, or if it's very lopsided and the the counter-terrorist team has guns, you'll see a lot of the times the CT side side will save their guns um, depending on the economy. So, you can't go into it thinking that every round five players are going to die from one team uh, because you'll see rounds sometimes where there's six, seven, eight, nine, very rarely 10 players left at the end of the round uh, when the bomb is either, you know, gone off or, um, you know, diffused. Uh, because saving guns is, is kind of very important, um, you know, using your economy to make sure you're good Um to limit the damage as much as possible. um, for when you know, you're, you're trying to win as many rounds as possible from each side. So, you know, economy, obviously a thing on the terror side of things. Um, you know, obviously it's important to make sure you don't get money screwed. Um, once you lose like four or more rounds as well, um, your money goes up every round that you die, every round that you lose. Um, so, you know, as like I said, some maps you'll see teams, if they lose the pistol round and they get the bomb down at least, they'll buy the second round and they'll they'll try to play it out. Um, you know, the third round, you know, sometimes you'll see if the terrorist side saves in the second round, you'll see the third round. It's kind of like a bonus round because those CTs usually will still have SMGs and stuff, and then the terrorist team will have rifles. And if the, the counter-terrorist team is able to win that bonus round, um, as they like to call it, you know, you'll see a huge economy swing and it'd almost be, you almost be looking at like 4-0. You know, back in Counter-Strike 1.6, usually if you won the pistol round, you could win the first three rounds. Um, But um, obviously a lot of things has changed since Counter-Strike go and how they've done things. Um, People have gotten a lot more creative with strategies and stuff like that as well. So, you know, it is important to kind of, you know, understand the economy. There's a lot of just, you know, if you just Google it, I'm sure you'll find something, um, and you can like understand the economy. Um, you know, if you knife somebody, you get more money. So, um, you know, you'll see every once in a while people will try to, uh, you know, you know, nice somebody, you get more money depending on like the kill that you get. Like if you're using like a pistol, um, and that's the CZ, um, you know, stuff like that. You'll you you know you'll see a big increase in money. Like you don't get a ton of money um, if you kill somebody with a mop. Um, You know, you get more money if you kill someone with a shotgun or an SMG. Um, so, yeah, you'll see a lot of these. Uh, like the economy is is very important when it comes to Counter Strike gameplay. Uh, again, it's not really going to affect like daily fantasy. But again, um, I wanted to just kind of talk about when you're looking at this kind of stuff to, you know, understand the gameplay as you're sweating it out. Like, why, why does one team have a bunch of guns and the other team, you know, they, <laughs> why does one team have a bunch of guns and the other team using pistols and my, my guy's getting crushed. Uh, this is a lot of the reason why. So that way you'll be able to understand um, this whole thing. So, you know, so, you know, that's obviously super important. Um, so, obviously, all this stuff when you're, when you're, you know, looking at, you know, just kind of watching it that, you know, I, I just want to help you understand the gameplay. We're going to talk about, like, what's important for DFS here in a few minutes. Um, but just understanding the gameplay of the game so when you're sweating it, um, you can understand – you know, what's going on. Um, first and foremost, I, I should point this out, that, like, when you're watching, like, um, Juked or Twitch or YouTube, however you're watching it, there's a bunch of different ways to watch it. Juke.gg is usually, like, a TV guide, and you can kind of just go in and watch whatever you want to watch at that time. Um, it, it's really easy to use. So, Twitch, if you're doing it on, like, a TV or something, um, YouTube as well, most of these all have live streams for these. And, like, you'll see when they're like broadcasting like the ESL and stuff that you can like see the players like through the screens and like you see the lines where the people are looking, this is just a broadcaster view. Like this is not what the gameplay looks like whatsoever. Um, you know, obviously they have maps and stuff like that. Um, and you see somebody you can spot them, but just so you know, like this is not what the gameplay looks like whatsoever when you're like actually playing the game. So, you know, understanding that, um, you know, incineraries get knocked down by smokes, you know, flashes will flash unless, you know, you turn away. Nades do direct damage. Um, obviously this stuff kind of self-explanatory, but, I uh, just wanted to touch on it. Um, So the CT side, you know, obviously they're trying to set up where they're defending the bomb sites. Um, So, you know, the terrorist side, they're going to run different strategies. And you'll see CT side on, like, save rounds, you know, back to the economy where they're going to save for a round and they'll stack a site and just kind of hope to get a, a couple kills to try to mess up the economy of the other team sometimes you'll see save rounds actually work um, and, and like, you'll see these teams win on these save rounds. Um, so uh, obviously like all that stuff is, you know, important, but um, yeah, as far as like one of the questions that I got was like understanding like the difference between the two sides, um, you know, counter terrorists, they're, they're doing everything they can to, you know, defend the bomb sites, uh, two bomb sites per web, per, per map. Um, so, on the counter-terrorist side of things, you know, you want to see, um, usually you'll see most maps, one to two people per bombsite, a mid-covered. Um, so, your entry fraggers on the terrorist side... If you have a very good entry fragger, you can you can take bomb sites and you can make maps t-sided. Um, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot of smokes. There's going to be a lot of flashes. There's going to be a lot of nades, just in general, to try to help take these you know sites. Um, a lot of different strategies. You can throw fakes. Um, so on the terrorist side, your 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 range is more wide open for running strategies. Um, but how the maps are usually set up is the CT side usually has um, a little bit better angles to play these. And that's why the terror side, you know, your strategies are important and you'll see on most maps, the CT side is favored. Um, you'll see that um, on most of your statistics and stuff that you look at, you're going to see most that teams are usually score more points in the CT side as well. Um, you know, obviously when we when we get into talking about guys like Simple, who is just an amazing entry fragger, is just amazing fragger in general. Um, like, you know, that team could foot flop matches just because this dude is his aim is just so insane. We we've seen it a little bit, you've been watching um and sweating out some games here. See a little bit with Nico on how like, you know, this guy can get three kills and, and just kind of change the whole round. Um so You know, on the counter terrorist side, you know, you're doing the best you can to defend these bomb sites. On the terrorist side, you're doing the best you can to try to get the bomb planted. Obviously, like I said, you get more money if you get the bomb planted, which is very important for the economy of how you're playing. Especially that pistol round uh, just sets up very important, um, you know, to be able to – Win, when, win when the pistol round is very important, but on the terrorist side, it's very important if you don't win to at least try to get the bomb planted um, to get that extra money and make sure you die if you don't win, so you don't get money screwed right at the beginning of the game. Um, we won't see that very happen very often. Um, if you were watching like the phase VP match, um, you you saw like towards the end of the game they waited, the CT side waited to the very last second to kill. Uh, like phase waited. Till the time ended to kill um, a guy. So he got money screwed there. So um, I think that answers the question on the difference between the CT side and the T side, you know, understanding, you know, how important the economy is and, you know, how important it is for these teams not to let the bomb get planted. And you might not know that, like, you know, you get bonuses for as many rounds as you lose, you get bonuses for planting the bomb. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, you know, as far as that goes, um, I want to get into talking like more of how this stuff kind of, um, affects just overall, like, like DFS. Um, you know, I did have a, a couple other questions and I'll get to those here in just a second. I was pulling them up really quick. Um, so let's get into I think that's all there's there's a lot more gameplay questions and like, you know, I could get more into like piss around stacking and like all that stuff, but you'll 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 really pick up on this um as as the game is being played um and stuff like that. So you know, I think that's obviously something that you can just kind of follow along with um and, and learn. I do think it's kind of important just to go back to like a team versus a team, for instance, um, here, I'm going to go really quick to cause I, I just researched this and I just was talking about it on the article. Um, so looking at like evil geniuses against swole patrol, the match is actually starting as I'm recording this, um, when doing your research for this, you kind of realized that um, you kind of realized, like, you knew, you know, EG was good at certain maps, you knew Swell Patrol was, like, rocking and rolling on certain maps, um, and, and, like, you can see that, like, there's an advantage here, you know, we saw big time, like, big time, and this kind of goes to, you know, talking DFS, too, you, you kind of see that EG has been a little bit on a, on a losing streak. Um, but, you know, they're very good at um, Vertigo. And Swole Patrol is very good at, um, you know, Vertigo. And that's actually the map that they're, they're starting out on. But we know that um, – You know, Swole Patrol is pretty good at overpass, and EG has kind of struggled on overpass, so they, like, banned that. So you can kind of see, um, you know, which maps, and sometimes, like, for DFS purposes, if a team is really good and there might be, like, an underdog, like Swole Patrol was an underdog um, going against EG, some of these guys for, you know, Vertigo, Or Swole Patrol, sorry. Some of these guys for um, Swole Patrol were just kind of cheap, you know, and, you know, they made sense to, you know, roll the dice on a little bit um, because you knew they were going to get one of their two good maps. Like Swole Patrol is very good on Train and very good on Vertigo. Um, So you knew that EG could only ban one um, of those maps and you – kind of just, you know, thought that, um, you know, it was going to be, you know, like Train or Vertigo, and they didn't end up banning. They, they like, let them pick Vertigo. So you knew they were going to get one of their good maps. So, like, you know, this gets into, like, the DFS. Like, if if these matches are going to go three games and, you know, you're going to get one of your good maps, it just makes some of these guys on that team that probably going to end up losing. Even worth looking at in tournaments, um, you know, because they're still going to get their, their frags and they're good on these maps so they could really win a map where they're not supposed to. Um, it's not always going to wor- work out. Like, at the end of the day, um, Evil Genius is better than Swole Patrol. They should beat them. Uh, but, you know using any kind of edge we can in the match selection and trying to gain an edge, um, is, is going to be important. So, um, so when you're, when you're going through and you're looking at like stats and stuff like that, um, when you're wanting to like break down matches and stuff and you're getting into this kind of stuff, um, I, I think there's a few stats that are very important. I think the, you know, obviously you want to know, how many kills per round someone is averaging you want to know the kill to death ratio with kills being um you know important you know for dfs purposes and stuff like that uh, but death uh deaths are obviously important as well so um you know obviously all this stuff is super important um sorry i got distracted because i realized they released a four game slate instead of a five game slate for um tomorrow, Tuesday, today, um, uh, tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, so let's get into the scoring. Um, you know, obviously kills 1.5 points. That's one point. So if guy goes, you know, 15 and 15, you know, his kill to death ratio is going to be one. And, you know, you want a little bit higher kill-to-death ratio than that because you want to score more fantasy points. You know, you want to kill more than you die. Um, you know, you want guys with high ADRs, um, you know, average damage per round is, is something that, you know, you want to be looking at. Like, Nico's is, like, something, like, crazy in the 80s. 80s is really high. 70s is solid. Under 70s is struggle. Um, so... You know, assists, you know, if you're a high ADR guy and you're doing a lot of damage per round, you're getting kills and you're getting assists. That's what we want. Um, entry kills, you know, first kill the round gets you 0.5 points over there on DraftKings. FanDuel has not announced CSGO yet. I think they're going to. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time. So your entry kills, so your, you know, entry fraggers is something that you can kind of research. Um, you know, every team is going to be different. Every map for every team is going to be different. So, uh, you know, some teams will have strats on this guy is our fragger and we want him to go in first and he's going to get a lot of the entry kills. Unfortunately, entry kills is not all, all predictable because, you know, on the terrorist side, if you rush B or you rush A – not the same guy is going to be playing A or B every time. And, you know, you can't predict that um, that team's going to rush more. I will say if you're looking at, like, tendencies, you know, when you're looking at, like, certain teams on certain maps, again, we don't know which maps are going to be played. So it's, again, tough to predict it. But teams will have tendencies. Players will play in certain spots all the time. And, like, if a team rushes B, and you know, the tendency for that counter-terrorist team is to always have one guy or two guys playing B and it's always the same guys. They might get a lot more entry kills um, in that scenario or scenario. Um, you know, the clutch points, you know, 1v2, you get one point, 1v3, you get two points, 1v4, you get three points, and a 1v5, you get five. Plus, on a quad kill, so if you get four, if you get that 1v4, you get six points, because in a quad kill, you get four. If you 1v5 ace some, a, a team, which is very rare, um, it happens, not gonna say it doesn't. Um, you'll get 10 points you know you get the 5 points for the ace and the 5 points for the 1v5 clutch um so you're going to see these clutch situations you know obviously they're not very predictable on HL- hltv.org you can kind of look at how people do in clutch situations but um it's not obviously something that i would spend a ton of time on because you're not going to be able to predict how rounds are going to go and how many you know 1v2 situations you're just going to kind of hope for the best on these things um you're going to hope you get your you pick your fraggers the right way um I do think it's very important to understand like who your lurkers are. Um, because like your lurkers, they have the ability to get these clutches a little bit more. Um, they might die a little bit less too, um, who your lurkers are. Because you know, your lurkers, if you have a guy lurking on T-side and you know, your four guys rush a bomb site and all four of them die, and it's one v three, one v four. The Lurker might pick up a kill, and, you know, he's probably going to end up saving his weapon most of the time. So, you know, these Lurkers are very important. Fraggers are important. Who's good with the rifles? Who's the Opper on the team? Opper usually going to die a little bit less, too. Um, You know, so that's definitely something to kind of know. Who's the Opper? He's not going to run it. He's not, you know, likely going to get 4Ks. He can. Not going to likely run in and get a 4K, but you know, the operas are important to know. Uh, they're going to do a lot of damage, they're going to get a lot of kills. So, good operas, anyway. Um, the GLA game length adjustment uh, just for 30 max rounds, the player score gets multiplied by 30 and divided by the number of rounds played. Uh, so, you'll see this GLA um, could really work in your benefit. And if, like, if you have the fragger on the team that's like 16 to 2, and they crush both maps, and, you know, this gets maxed out. Like, you have a guy that gets up, like, 20 frags, 25 frags in that, like, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 rounds. GLA is going to give him massive scores. So, again, can't really predict this. You can predict, like, teams that might be a lot better than teams, and they're going to go out and crush them. Uh, and, you know, you can get those – that GLA for a fragger on each team. So – it just really goes back to like I want my fraggers. I I don't want the guys that are there for moral support. I want my guys that are doing eighty damage around, picking up kills. Um I don't want the guys with a high kill to death ratio that have a low average kill, low average death and a low um ADR. So again, you can look up a lot of this kind of stuff, um on HLTV you can look by team you can look by player you're gonna have to do the work but luckily you know not like NBA and NFL and stuff we don't have like these 15 game slates you know so a lot different um you know some teams are better online, some teams are better on land so um you know you can look at like who's who's the best team in pistol rounds and who wins at pistol rounds um you know, stuff like that. You can look into this stuff. You can look and see, like, um, I, I want to, I, I know I keep talking about, like, the phase game um, a lot. It just finished. Um, so I know that VP is not very good at pistol rounds, and phase is actually really good at pistol rounds. So, like, that bumped up, you know, phase even more for me um, when I was, like, digging into it. So, you know, it's definitely important to know this kind of stuff. Um, you can look into all this stuff. You can research all of this stuff on HLTV. Um, so if you put in the time, I really do think if you put in the time, you could be good at CSGO DFS. Um, if you know what to look for, if you're looking at ADR, if you're looking kills per round, you're looking into how each match should play out. Um, you know, predicting which team is better world rankings are world rankings. Um, I will say this, um, you know, when you're looking into like the world rankings and stuff like that, you know, this slate, this slate is locked. So I can go in and I can read a little bit, uh, talk about like, you know, my article that I wrote, um, for Monday slates, you know, I, let's just go really quick. Um, MIBR against Furia, they're ranked 25th and 12th. Um, Battle of Brazil, really, uh, both these teams. Um, but you'll you'll see sometimes, like, you know, the world rankings and the Vegas odds do not match up. Like, if we look back at, like, uh, Swole Patrol against uh, Evil Geniuses, Swole Patrol was a plus 436. Evil Geniuses was a 604. But, um, like, this match is a lot closer than that. Um, this is a match, like, if I could bet in Florida that I would have bet you know, it went three games, um, you know, so there's a lot, you know, when you're looking at this kind of stuff, don't just go off of world rankings. The number one team should beat the number 10 team, but the number 10 team can beat the number one team, um, on any given day. So, don't just base your picks off of world rankings. Um, don't just base, don't just like stack four guys from a team that's heavily favored and like build a cash line up that way will work. Sure. It'll work sometimes. Uh, I'm not saying that it won't, but I find like optimal stacking so far is like a, is like a two man max from each team. Um, I could see like a three man max. I don't think we'll see many teams with four be optimal. I don't think we'll see many teams with three be optimal to be honest. Um, Especially when we get into these bigger slates, like, I think Friday we have a six-game slate coming up, or, you know, at least five games. So, um, depending if they're always going to leave this, like, 8 o'clock in the morning, um, you know, game off. So, you know, just do your research. Like, you know, Furia was a 175 favorite, but some of these guys, like, they're fragger. KSC area, was – is their fragger. And, like, he was one of the cheapest guys on the slate. Like, he was a core play for me. Um, he's actually pretty popular. Uh, so, a lot of people did their homework on him, um, which is good. Like, you want to see people doing their homework on him, playing him. Um, so, you know, do your research. Look into who's the fraggers. Look at look those guys. Who's getting that ADR and stuff like that. Um, you know, all this stuff. Very important, um, you know, when you're building your lineups, what's important for DFS? What's important for DFS is the guys that are going to get the kills. Like, at the end of the day, if a guy goes 5 and 15, he's going to crush your lineups. If a guy goes 5 and 10 and he's on the winning team, like, not many guys are going to go 5 and 10 in this type of um, competitive league. But I'm just saying, using it as an example, um, you know, you know. Looking back at you know, VP and phase, like I talked about it in my article. Um, you know, Nico is is an absolute beast, um, but he's averaging eighty five point two damage per round with 0.74 kills per round, and Rain is averaging seventy nine point nine damage per round, and he had a terrible day. So like, it's not the give all everything. Um, some people are gonna play better than others on certain days. Um, you know, good teams play to good play well together. So it's not it's not set in stone anyway. Anybody can do anything on any given day, but um, you know, I'll say this. I, this match is going on right now. One of my least favorite plays on EG today was Stana, Stana's Law. If you look at his, like, last three months, he's been playing very, very terrible. Um, he has a negative kill-to-death ratio. He's only averaging 0.56 kills per game. Uh, so, like, on a favorite, like, he was a fade for me. Could he go off? Sure. You know, Evil Geniuses is, is a team. EG is ranked eighth in the world. Could he go off? Sure. But, like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm looking for um, when I'm building – and playing here and building teams like I'm trying to find who the guys are likely not to succeed the most uh, and try not to put those guys in there and, you know, build around the guys like Nico, um, you know, Code zero or not um, cold zero for, you know, um, phase as well. Like he's another guy, he has a high ADR. He doesn't die a lot. He gets frags a lot. um Like he's going to be a guy that I'm going to consistently look at in cash games and matches that I think they're going to do well in. So um, don't be, a, don't be afraid to play underdogs. Don't be afraid to leave money on the table. Um, I'm already seeing, like we're already seeing that, um you know, leaving money on the table could be, you know, optimal. So um, I'm sure the pricing will get better. I'm sure we'll see bigger tournaments and things will change a little bit as we keep going here. But um, I'm definitely excited for some Counter Strike Go. Um, I, I do think it's important um, to understand the gameplay. I, I do think that's something that, um, if you, like I said, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Life today is kind of a lot. It forces us to always be on. But every now and then, it's important to just stop, crack open, a mountain cold, is Light, and chill. So when you choose to turn off, choose the one beer that's made to chill. Coors Light, Mountain Cold refreshment, made to chill. These days, everything is go, go, go. Nonstop hustle is taken over, and that's kind of a lot. There's work, friends, family, and a million present social issues and expectation to be on all the time. If the pace of things is wearing you down, take a moment, pause, refresh yourself. You need a moment to turn off a little bit. Maybe you're watching some esports. Maybe you're going golfing. Um, Make sure you're social distancing. And when you choose to turn off, reach for that one beer that's made to chill. That's why Coors Light is the one I choose when I need a moment to chill. So when you want to reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. You can have Coors Light delivered by going to get.coorslight.com. And finding local delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Um, I don't really have much else today um, for CSGO. You know, we'll we'll be doing picks and stuff like that um, for rotor grinders. I just again, I wanted to help you just better understand. Um, give you an overview. Um, you know, I I will say. We don't get official starting lineups, but the lineups very rarely change without big news. Um, HLTV.org has news. We'll have, we'll we'll talk about it in discord. I'm sure if something like that happens, Um, just, just know the difference between like a fragger and a support player. I think that's something that's super important. Um, Could support players go off. Yeah. They have good games every once in a while that happens. Uh, But Really pay attention to your fraggers. I think that's, um, you know, it's always important. And, you know, with DraftKings not really giving you anything for a 2 0 win right now, like you're almost looking for these games to go 2 1, and, you know, you're wanting these fraggers to do their things. You know, you want maybe one blowout game to get that GLA and, you know, maybe two close games. So, um, a lot of stuff to be paying attention to. A lot of stuff we're going to learn here with um fantasy CSGO, like we've been learning with fantasy League of Legends. Um, been having a ton of fun with League of Legends. You know, Chris Jamino absolutely crushing projections and stuff right now with League of Legends. We're doing we're having a ton of fun over there. Um, so yeah, really excited for that. So, um, you know, Speaking of League of Legends, like on Tuesday, we have a massive 150K tournament, 50K to first over there for um, LPL. And it's it's really – it's, it's going to be an interesting two-game slate um, because LGD and EDG, you know, those games are going to be – that game should be pretty close. And then you have um, IG against OMG. IG, your favorite um, – they're likely going to be your highest owned on the slate. So it'd be interesting to see how all this plays out Um, for Tuesday. We'll have content posted here uh, of ever projections and stuff. First look. So don't know what we're doing breakdown wise for Tuesday yet, Um, but uh, we'll either have a breakdown of the LPL slate or the CSGO slate. Um, Trying to, trying to have some fun with CSGO too. So appreciate you guys listening. Like I said, if you have any questions, you can comment on the podcast. You can reach out to me on discord or, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. Um, You know, like I said, if you have any HLTV questions or anything like that, HLTV is very easy to use. You can search teams. You can search players. It's very easy to use. So that's going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some esports. Hope everyone has an awesome day. Um, Stay inside. Enjoy some esports. Enjoy your family time. And um, most importantly, stay safe.